Hey y'all, it's Maya Money. And it's King Jer. And the rumors are true. COVID caught a bad bitch once again. A moment of silence. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry. I will be okay before my birthday because... Bad bitches always rise. Yeah, exactly. And... um, asymptomatic in the house um fully vaxxed triple vaxxed um yeah please keep your prayers up lift me up in prayers um so i can be out this bitch by saturday yes and you will be you know hopefully like i'm trying to give you as much good energy as possible you know as someone who knock on wood has never had it. Um, I like, bitch. Do you think you're better than me? <laughs> do you think you're better than me? Like, no, you but... really had to start there. <laughs> like, there are so many different ways you could have addressed that. Like, you just had to let everybody know. Like, I had COVID. It's bitches <laughs> like you. And guess what? Your time is coming. Like, it's please. Not, it's really not. And that's okay. Because y'all keep praying about downfall, and it's not gonna happen. But here's the thing: I'm praying for y'all. And I know you're going to make it through this. You got this. I hate bitches like you. (laughs) Truly sick and twisted. (laughs) But anyway, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Sweet Tea Podcast, episode seven. Episode seven. Slay. We made it. I know. I know it's been a hot minute. We took a little break. We took a little break. But we're back. We're back. We had to for ourselves, and it was good. Every now and then, it's good to take a little break, focus, you know, recoup. And I feel like our break was good for us. And here we are, back, ready to kill it. You know, some good things, some good news, some good things happened recently. Yes, yes. Shout out to the Sweet Life cast. Shout out to the Sweet Life cast um, over the weekend. They, House Party Creative, had Three Little Shindig for the Sweet Life cast. And I went, unfortunately, the other half of the Sweet Tea podcast. Miss Lewis was not able to come there and be with me. But yeah, in North Carolina. But it's okay because our reach was still there. And shout out to Thailand and Brie and Miami um, for listening. Thank you. Yes. What you found out, which is sickening. Um, it was lovely meeting y'all at the event. Also, shout out to Gerald. It was lovely meeting you too. Um, the event was sickening. That it looked really good, and it was really good. The vibes were nice, um, and it was good. I got to kiki dance with my sis Miami, and I just had a really good time there. And um, LOL was really funny because you know here on the Sweet Tea Podcast we like to keep things completely real. And, you know, the only question I kind of got was, do we kind of talk bad on here? And I wouldn't say we talk bad at all. No, I think we just keep it real. And honestly, we just talk, we just talk about our opinions based on what we see. Absolutely. Like we are not, obviously we do not know these people. We can't fully comment on the, even the, like the scenes of certain things, because we know like being two people in the industry, we know that reality is obviously edited and, you know, there's certain things that probably we don't see. So this is all based off of an audience viewpoint of watching this show. I just want to say shout out to everybody who has besties as Libras. You are very strong. Keep oh, on fuck fighting. You. <laughs> fuck your Virgo ass. 
Virgo bitches <laughs> swear that they are so untouchable. They because they are, because they are, because we are, because we are, because we are. Thank you. And Leos who think so highly and blah 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 of themselves. Beware, Virgos, bitch. Because we know, like, I'm sorry, Beyonce's a Virgo, and that's all I have to say. Uh, you can say that, but at least Libras are balanced enough to not rub it in everybody's face that we're the um, best. Listen, if, if Libras had it. Beyonce as a Libra, Libras would never, you especially, you would never shut up. You'd be like, you know, Beyonce's a Libra. I wouldn't, because you know who's a Libra, but you know that's okay because Kim Kardashian, Cardi B, and Bruno Mars are Libras. Uh, uh, that's okay. Uh, it's not Beyonce. And what's Drake? And it's not Michael. Jackson, he is a Scorpio. Why are you talking about my man? What's Drake? Right. Leave him out of this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk about you, so why are you talking about him? Beyonce don't talk about you, so why are you talking about her? She <laughs> does. Oh, she does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> oh, it's so tiring having haters. Anyway, so let's hop into <laughs> this episode. It's just wow. I'm sick. This episode picks up where the last episode <laughs> left off, which was Tylan and Jalen's therapy session. The main reason that they're here is because Tylan wanted to do couples therapy with Jalen as a step to understanding each other more since he is pressing her heavy about having mm-hmm. kids. We find out that Tylan actually had been pregnant before by Jalen when they were two months into dating and then she had an abortion, but also when she found out that she was pregnant and told Jalen, he went ghost. A lot of people, including myself, would have written the nigga off after that. Yeah, I want to know what he had to do. Yeah, well, see, actually, they say it in this. They they do, but that wouldn't be enough for me. That's what I was saying, because um, my thing was, like, you're leaving me on red, like, when you got me pregnant, and then you're not even there to support me after the abortion. Like, that's really rough. But what she said helped her make amends with him as his accountability for how fucked up it was, and that he did continue to be receptive about taking about it taking accountability for those actions um and so that provided her some peace and he even said that he felt like it helped them move forward because like i understand like i could imagine being petty as fuck in that moment like and especially now you're trying to get me back i'm gonna remind you like out of pettiness that you left me for dead nigga like yeah (laughs) i'm gonna continuously remind you and a lot of niggas like especially fuck niggas sometimes will be like Oh, like you, you pressing me too hard. You doing too much, blah, blah, blah. Like I already said, I'm sorry. But to know that he is continuously taking accountability for that, like does seem like that helped me to understand like, okay, that is maturity in that. And they were, it's actually kind of good that they were able to move past it. And I thought this was beautiful because you don't see that with a lot of people, especially with a hardship like that. And to me, after finding this out, it made me even more sense, like, why Thailand would want to do couples therapy with Jalen before having kids because maybe the topic of kids was still really triggering for her or in all honesty the topic of kids with him specifically could have been triggering because he's already left her before when she was pregnant and to me it justifies wanting that engagement or to be married before kids because then it really solidifies like okay you're not just serious about kids in our future but you're serious about doing whatever it takes to ensure that we are good in our future like that's what it gives to me yeah, I agree. You you wrapped it up nicely. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm going to give you a summary. And yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. Like, I feel like although, we touched a lot in our last yeah. episode, so that's why I kind of wanted to. But what were you going to say? Um, 
yeah i just think like yeah i agree with everything you said and yeah we definitely talked about this in the last episode i think it was interesting though in the therapy session how Jalen also said that he wasn't really interesting about compromising in the yeah. relationship but it's like relationships are about compromise and it's like she in a way compromised because she didn't have to take you back after what you did but mm-hmm. she did and it's like to me it's good that he's he was able to take accountability and responsibility but it's like how far is he willing to do so because it's like i feel like he is not fully understanding the reasons why she's so hesitant to have a child with him like because of the past actions but in addition to that i feel like he didn't see that they still have to they still have to have work Sorry, how am I saying? They still need to work on certain things in their relationship. And this is something that, like, we'll talk about later, too, when we get to Candace and K-Chen's conversation. Mm. And boy, do I have some thoughts on that. Mm. But just noticing, and I think I said this before, that the men in the show look at having kids too casually like it's not that casual of a thing like bringing another human being into this world and especially if you think you're ready but you're not ready that's how generational trauma and trauma from kids start and then you're that's that's why everybody's in therapy Mm -hmm. everybody has trauma that their parents did not work out because for whatever reason and they're like oh yeah let's have a kid slay and then pass it (laughs) on to their kid (laughs) (laughs) they pass on their kids it's like it's not like getting a cat or a dog or a doll like it's not like oh yeah you know what today i think i'm ready to have a child like you guys need to get that into your men need to get that in your head it's especially when you're not the one carrying it for nine months and you're injecting somebody yeah like Like your your body goes through changes i couldn't imagine the changes that happens to your body and like you said they're just so casual about like wanting to be like I'll step up. I'll step up. And it's like, I don't want to say what I'm going to say like now about it, but it's just like, why is it seeming like it's this like masculine, almost beautiful thing to them to be the dude that steps up for a child and not for marriage? A woman. Like that's exactly. And not for their girlfriends. Like that's just weird to me. And then I feel like that just supports one of my hypotheses is that like, men will look at women to complete certain needs of theirs but will not look at them as holistic mm. people like snap, snap, snap. we're not just here for to give you pleasure and to have your children like be so for real bffr <laughs> be fucking for real <laughs> like our next scene commences with candace amanda and thailand at the cute little spa oh my bad Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it was my brother. <laughs> you know this COVID. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He just it's said, just... thanks, I'm in the clear. How come everybody in the clear but me? Like, bitch, what did I do? <laughs> God, like, I know you give all your strongest battles to your sexiest warriors, but like. I'm not your strongest warrior. I've told God many times. I'm like, like he will get it. He just doesn't get it. Hilarious. It's a little easier. <laughs> and he don't. And he don't. <laughs> Life is kicking my ass, but we're making it work. But yeah, as but, you're um, saying. So scene two commences with Candace, Amanda, and Tylen at the spa. And Maya, I'll let you take it away. Yes. Yeah, so 
I love how um, Amanda starts this off by saying, I strongly believe in self-care and whoever doesn't clearly doesn't have man problems. And she was so fucking real for that. Like, (laughs) I was like, slay, you're so right. But, um, and so like in this, like the girls, um, they're getting like their bodies toned, just doing some fun self-care. And it looks like a fun place. Like, I want to know where that place is in LA and I want to go. And it looks like it's black owned too. Yes, because of the black people. And I, uh, Thailand was doing an Ivy drip. I'm scared of needles, but I actually kind of want to try though? the Ivy drip. Oh my goodness. So an Ivy drip is like pure vitamins that like mm-hmm. people put in them. When I was an executive assistant, I almost had to order one for my executive producer and also a couple people from, you know, um, that company, <laughs> I want to give them free promo, um, from that company. Um, like I almost had to order like, t- uh, IV drips for them. And first of all, these things are like 400, $450. Like each. really? Yes. These are, IV drips are not a cheap thing to do. It depends. Like you can get them loaded with different types of vitamins. Sometimes you can customize your own, but basically they're really good for like, like, you know, how there's vitamins in, um, mm food or like you know different products that you use so they like take them and they put them and they basically just like slowly inject it into your body and it's gonna be oh. like it's like a way of getting all your nutrients and bodies but but just like from this little IV drip needle and so a lot of people like if they're like sick or I don't know if you remember when um a lot of celebrities were first getting COVID and things you would see them always with their IV drips and things because that oh. was their way of like quickly recovering interesting that's so cool i didn't know that mm-hmm. yeah they were really getting their health care on because you can get them for like hair you can get specific ones for like hair nails mm-hmm. you can get them for energy if you're feeling like you you need more energy if you're feeling like under the weather um they're just like different ones and there are benefits but at the same time i'm a bit skeptical to like an artificial way of injecting vitamins into yeah. your body that's a little bit scary mm-hmm. but I would try it once. <laughs> yeah, I would want to try it once just to be like, yeah, I got an Ivy drip once. Like, it's no big deal. We should do it. We should do it together when you come. Exactly. Have our champagne and IV drips and in our robes. Like, yeah, like it was nothing, honestly. Like, <laughs> definitely recommend it. That's me when I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I went to Vietnam. <laughs> me- <laughs> I love so casually dropping that I went to Vietnam and had the best time of my life. I was like, it just, it's really crazy. Like, I was like, yeah. yeah, God, the nightlife in Vietnam is like- It's just so crazy. Oh, you haven't been? Like, oh. It's like, you've <laughs> got to go. Or people like, oh, do you like Drake? I was like, yeah, I've been to like two of his um, tours. Um, no big deal. <laughs> I love oh, a humble goodness. brag. Uh, but I want to mention in this scene, mm-hmm. I thought it was completely crazy that a man told a woman... To stop taking birth control. So, yes, quote, get unquote, her body, her body right. can be ready when they have children. I'm like, nigga, if you don't buy me a ring and just to bring a little context to that for people, to bring a little context. Yeah. Um, we get it Candace was saying, up. Yes. Candace was saying that because her and K- K10 have been together basically since high school. Yeah, um, for like five years. For five or four yeah. years. And I think five now since mm-hmm. the show was finished but um basically the whole reason she stopped birth control was because he told her to and so that her body would literally quote be ready when it's time for them to have children and it's like i understand 
you know, as a religious person myself, being like, yeah, on God's timing, God's timing. But there's God's timing and there's just us being dumb. Like, yeah, there's if a I'm not ready for this. God's timing and being a fuck nigga. Like, just Come to on. get real. Don't like, be trying no. to use God to justify that you just don't want to wrap it up. But also, exactly. I don't want to jump too much. I don't want to jump know. too much. Yeah. But also, like, you can't tell me to get off birth control. And I'm not trying to insert myself in nobody else's relationship because that's between them. But at the same time, just for me, you, yeah. you're not telling me to get off of that unless there's a ring on my finger. Like, I can't give you that much autonomy over me. Exactly. Like, me as somebody with uh, the JJ, let me not say that. Let me be professional. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, no, literally. <laughs> with, like, someone is a, with a vagina, like, if a man is telling me, like, oh, like, you need to get off birth control. Where's the ring? Where's the commitment? Like, like that's just that's just so crazy to me that it's like you're willing to commit for a child. And I keep on saying this because I just don't think, niggas, I don't think people understand how much responsibility to bring another human life onto, especially with how fucked up this world is, to be responsible for bringing another human life. And you want to be so controlling of somebody's body or telling them, like, I want you to get off this so we're ready for kids but you can't even pop out a ring like that's just crazy to me like that doesn't that doesn't make any type of sense that is one-on-one nigga logic mm-hmm. and i'm not coming for candace with her like agreeing to do it because <clears throat> she did agree but like i get like when you're in love and the dick hit in especially if the dick hit in, it can make you do things you never thought you would say like i'm over here saying that but it's like you know, when you're in love and you're having that deep kind of relationship, and as she was saying, like, her and K-10 were building towards marriage and future, and maybe those conversations were coming up more and made her more secure and comfortable with making that decision of being like, yeah, actually, I'm gonna get off of it. Exactly, because I think, because she did mention, like, how, like, in the beginning, they were manifesting towards marriage, so I think at the time, it was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't mind doing this, because, like, I know we're working towards marriage, I know that we're working towards building a future, but then Mm -hmm. it's like, now at the place she's like, it's like, it's five years later, and we're still not married, but you're still, you're still more ready to commit to a child, but not not to me. to me also in the scene amanda brought up the conversation with gerald rob and pj from the previous episode and says how gerald said there was a hierarchy in the girls friend group where it's like tylen at the top amanda and jaylen on the second tier and everyone else below lol and <laughs> it's funny because they all started laughing about this but then i'm glad that i don't know i'm glad in a way that tylen kind of spoke about like Gerald hasn't reached out also. And I understand Gerald wanting that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm understanding that, like, like my thing is, I understand you being so mad at me, but, like, say it's us and, like, I did something, like, I called you a sociopath and I hurt you. (laughs) And it's been a year. Exactly. If I call you a sociopath and it hurts you, I'm going to be sick because it shouldn't. I just feel like there's worse (laughs) things. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's because of our relationship. I think there's that worse you could say to me than like, like, Maya, you're a sociopath. Like, I would be mad, but it wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not going to talk to him for a whole year. And the reason I said I'm tired of Gerald is because he keeps on going, oh, I'm so mad. Ty never said this to me, never said. But it's like, you're so mad, but you're just talking about it to other people. It's not like you try to, after like the group chat to, um, situation you try to talk to her and it didn't go well you haven't reached out to her since so you can't expect her to reach out to you like if you're not giving the energy how do you expect for it to be reciprocated 
especially yeah. if that's your best friend for over 10 years like like best friend it gives like okay like even if you wanted to hold your best friend account accountable like being that person to be like hey like I think we should have a talk or like just being like I think this is still affecting me like because I won't know unless you know you tell me like and it gives that Thailand didn't even know he still had a problem with this but also like she kind of knew because they weren't talking since but mm-hmm. it was like if it's really so like this a problem like and that like blew up like this if we care about like mending it then let's like try and do that but if I don't hear nothing from you at all I'm just hearing a bunch of word of mouth things like what am I supposed to really do what am I supposed to believe at this point like how do I think that you actually want to be my friend again it's a it's a predicament to be in mm-hmm. but our next scene commences with Brie and PJ and their hookah hangout. Now I don't. Have I love much this. To say. I, I maybe you do. I, I actually don't have much to say about this. I thought it was a uh, cute yeah. moment, but all I could say after seeing this moment is that PJ definitely still has feelings for Becky. Yeah, it was just so funny when he was like, "Oh, Miami and Becky are friends." I'm so <laughs> glad it worked out, and I was like, "Nigga, please, like you know exactly why they were beefing to begin with, like." And he so knew for it real. was over him. Was you like... know niggas be feeling themselves. You know <laughs> niggas be feeling themselves when it's two girls or was like, he definitely was feeling He was a little gassed. And he was like, he was a big gas. and Brie was like, come on now. You know mm-hmm. exactly why they weren't talking. He's like, yeah. That was so funny. Go Brie, saying it how it is. <laughs> <laughs> but let's jump into this next scene because I have a lot to say and I can imagine you have a lot to say. Yeah, and it it is with Candice and K ten and their workout together. Would you like to go first, Miss Money? Do I have a lot to say? We kind of touched on this a little bit. So basically, when Kaylin or Candice are working out, um, Candice decides to confront Kaylin about her feelings towards like him asking her to stop taking birth control and them having unprotected sex, and also just her overall opinion on marriage and having kids, and. I really, I did not like how K10, K10, Kaylin responded towards Candace's feelings. Because first of all, the way that he was very eager to say, like, he is willing to step up and man up if they have a kid, but cannot, does not have that same eagerness and readiness towards marriage was very crazy to me. Because when it came to marriage, he kept on saying, oh, like, I feel like we have things that we need to work on in our relationship. Like, I think there are certain aspects that need to get better before we can hit that mark. If that's how you feel, okay, that's how you feel. But why are you going to have that perspective when it comes to marriage? But when it, has, when it comes to kid, a kid, a child, which is like I keep on saying, I don't think people are getting this through their skull, which is, has way more responsibility, you're not putting that same energy And then the fact that he got upset with her because she had talked to Amanda and Tylan about it. And he was like, I'm not trying to have the same sex life as your girls. Like, I don't understand why you talk to them. Like, that's just so controlling and manipulative to me. Because what it's giving is like, I can't have an opinion outside of this relationship unless it correlates with yours. Like, if it doesn't correlate with yours, I don't want to hear it. That's what he was giving. Mm, And I didn't like that. It did come off like that. It and when you put it like that, that was the perfect way to put it. And for me, what was upsetting in this scene is K10 literally says, and I quote, "I know I want to build a future with you. I know I want to be with you, and I'll be a man." And he says, like, maybe two minutes later, that I don't want to have to feel pressured by you or your friends 
that I have to get down on one knee just because you and I live together and I'm in business with you. It's going to be on my time and on God's time. And just like, I just actually want to dissect this because sometimes people don't listen to the words that come out of their mouth. Like, and this is a direct quote. We live, they live together and are in business together. And it's going to be on his time and on God's time. So this controlling aspect is there, as you're saying, like, because it's like, he's already saying he, he used God as the second part to him. Like, why are you bringing but God into like, this? Right. And it was like, also, how, so God's going to tell you when to get down on one knee. So basically, it's going to be on your time. It's not going to be on Candace's time. Like, it's not going to be when she wants it. And that's what's upsetting, I think, in this, like, not just with this um, situation between K-10 and Candace, but also, like, the other girls of it being, like, a like the girls want to be married, but the guys are being like, it has to be on their time because obviously they have to be the ones to propose. But it's like, it can't be just like, honestly, marriage could be a joint conversation of like, yeah, we're both ready for this. And the only thing that needs to be the surprise is the type of proposal. Like at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, we're both ready to get married. Like marriage is a conversation for like, yes, now I'm ready for this. But it's like, as Kenneth said, if every time I'm trying to bring it up, you're just shooting it down and being like, oh, I'm, oh you're only bringing this up because you and your friends talked about it. Like, hey, like, I'm bringing this up because I felt this way. And like, he kept going back and forth because he felt like Candace was being influenced by her friends when it was like, no, I think she clearly has been feeling this way for a while. And after this conversation with Tylen and Amanda, she wanted to be able to express how it finally felt to mm-hmm. her, to K10, because clearly her head is at a marriage standpoint right now. Yeah. Like, she wanted to have this talk because she was like, I'm ready. We've been working towards this and I'm ready to be married. Like, that's what she was trying to tell him. And he basically was like, no. And what confuses me is he used an example of Candace walking away when they're in an argument. And so she doesn't like say something fucked up. And she was like, dude, like that's my growth. And basically she, he only uses because he was saying, well, like the reason I don't want to get married right now is because like, we still have things to work on within each other. And like, Oh, if like every time we have an argument, are you just going to walk away or something? And Candace was saying like, dude, like you're not seeing my growth because maybe she used to be someone who would say really fucked up things in the heat of the moment. And she Mm -hmm. doesn't do that anymore. And she goes off to analyze herself and her actions first, which is actually way more productive. And K-10 still has the nerve to be like, are you 100% better though? And yeah. And also it's like, she's in therapy. He's not even going to therapy. So she's actively trying to be better and the thing is like being better is like you you're no one's gonna meet someone at their 100% best you're supposed to grow together and work on cultivating that 100% together as a team if you're really in love sips tea but like Mm -hmm. it's like you can't you can't expect someone to be like oh, oh oh like are you 100% better though? Like, how can he even kind of say that to her? Because he's not maybe his best self, but how then are you thinking you're not your best self? I'm not my best self. But then if I get pregnant, you're ready to step up and have a child? That's And it's also like talking about God's timing. Did God tell you when it was time to have unprotected sex? Did God tell you to tell her to get off of birth control? I don't think so. I don't think so, babe. I don't think that was God. So it's just like... And you know, I will say this. One thing I will say, I will, out of all of the men on the cast member, and right, this is just, once again, my outsider perspective, but as a viewer, 
and looking at the men and seeing how they've either fallen short or growth, I will commend Gerald in the fact that season one, in the beginning, him and Cheryl were not living together and they had been together since high school. Yeah, but I think wasn't long... it seven or eight years before yeah, he decided to move in? And everybody was like, Hello, like why aren't you, what are you doing with her? Like what's going on? And you know what? In the beginning he like pushed against it a little bit, but he took his time and he made the steps that needed to be made. And now they're engaged. Yeah. So it's like he saw I from my perspective as a viewer, it's like he saw like, you know what? Mm, I'm like not really seeing what I got. And he stepped up to the plate. I can't say that for the other men. No, because they and the gag was they was already living with the girls. So you mean to tell me exactly what is ironic is it took. So Gerald and Cheryl were together for seven or eight plus years. Yes, he took forever to move in. But then they only lived together for a year. Before it was like, well, we live together now. That's the next step. The next step is engagement, is marriage. Like he's doing it in order as a real nigga should. <laughs> it's like, what's not, what's not clicking? What's not clicking, babes? What's not clicking? Oh, yeah, I just, it was, it was just really unfortunate in that moment that I just felt like, Candace was really trying to have a conversation. I felt like I was getting frustrated, like, not to be triggered. Same. But I felt like I've been Candace in this moment. No, I, same. I felt triggered. Yeah, it's because it's like, I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to you. And all he could do was literally make it about himself. Exactly. And gaslighting her. About himself and being like, this isn't you. This isn't what you want. This isn't what you're talking about. And it's like, hold on. Who else is it then? Exactly. Like- <laughs> Who else is it? And even it if it is her friend, after talking to her friends, these aren't girls that she met last week at a club and now they've changed her mindset. Exactly. Even her high school best friends, like what? And I feel like it wasn't that influencing her. I think it was more of so like she was seeing what was going on with Ty and Jalen and was like, oh shit, this is also happening with me. And I feel like in right the past now. was like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like she could relate to anybody about it. So she was like, well, maybe like this is just what's going on in my relationship but I was like oh shit this is happening with you like I have you've been feeling this way I've been feeling this way and it's also like men sometimes it's just weird to me because what I've observed I'm gonna say straight men it's like you don't want me to talk to my friends about what's going on but then it's like it's not like you're not you're gonna talk to your friends about it because Katen would talk to Jalen about what was happening with him and Candace, but the only reason it wasn't a problem is because Jalen and Katen were like on the same page, so it wasn't conflicting with anything. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it conflicted with his thoughts, he didn't like that, and that's mm-hmm. just messed up. Because mm-hmm. the way that he just got upset after she was like, "Okay, so you about to start wearing a condom," and he was like, "I just." It's like ye- and honestly, like, even the post sense that kind of like joke about it. I'd be feeling some type of way. Like I'd be over here, like it's not as cute as you may think that was. Like I just was over here, like well, it's the least you could do, bro. Exactly. Like, like it's not even. She's not even. She's literally not even asking that much. She's just asking you to wrap it up. Like she's not saying I'm not gonna anything, have sex with you. If anything, I'm about to say. If anything, she could have been like, well, then I'm going to be celibate now. Yeah, she could. Then said what that. would he have done? been mad I, I could choose to be something at any time i want like <laughs> like she she really wasn't asking for much and that is oh, brings me back <laughs> brings me back to a time but i will not be elaborating on that but 
If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Real ones know. This this next scene, which is a cute (laughs) little key um, between Brie, Becky, Miami, Rob, and Cheryl. And Mm -hmm. they are at um, a store that has Cheryl's um, bikini line. And they are trying on different um, bikini outfits. And they look so good. Yeah. No, I actually wrote down... I love that the girls show off their different bodies in this and like love on them. And I don't know, they just look like really bomb. Like they all have great bodies, but they're clearly different. And they're like, I don't know, they like, it was just really beautiful just seeing this moment of like all of them hyping each other up and being like, damn, you look good. You look good. You look good. Exactly. And I was like, okay, I could see myself getting this. Mm -hmm. Like, looks really nice. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, after that, like, I went on the Instagram, I was like, oh, she's still selling it. I'm like, if I was going on vacation, like, I definitely would I'm buy them. Like, it was not, we're literally about to buy, like, everything that anyone from the Sweet Life makes. Like, I'm running out of my CMOS. I'm about to order some more, Becky. <laughs> and I want some butter by Brie. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, um, and I, I want like some it. chlorophyll. Yeah. I want a little bit of Cheryl's. That, I want a little bit of everybody, like. I do. Don't hold back on the PR package, guys. We will accept. Kidding, let me stop. <laughs> I will email my address. I'm not kidding. I'm not but kidding. Like, I'm, not. I'm not kidding. I'm not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but I also just have to say about this moment is Rob with two Bs. It's not one. Not one, but two. And I just thought he was so funny in this moment because he can't hide his stink face for the life of him. Because, like, it, it would just... It wouldn't even, like, be a close-up of his face, which I wish the cameramen were a little bit shadier and got close-ups of his reactions. But you can just tell. It's just him in the background. It's him in the background with this stink face. And you could tell he don't care for (laughs) Becky and Bree still in this moment. Yeah. Like, he is looking at them when they have their bikinis on, and he's just not feeling it. He's like, "Mm, okay, okay. And And it's so funny. But I think he's giving like shade because he's still like, who are these people and why are you hanging out with them? But also, it could he, like he could just be more cordial. Exactly. Like the thing about him is like I get that you ride for your best friend, but it's all about context and it's also about also about the situation. And it's like when things are peaceful, Rob is ready to come out guns blazing. It's like babes, put the guns mm-hmm. away. Like and this is not the place. He does this, and I know I've said before that I didn't like Rob, but. In this, I'm glad he was saying to Cheryl kind of what we've been saying because him and Cheryl had a conversation about, like, Rob was wondering why she was mad um, with Thailand or something. And Cheryl was like, well, if she called your man, like, a sociopath, would you be cool with that? And he was like, I wouldn't really care. (laughs) And she was like, well, what if he called you? What if she called you a sociopath? And he was like, I still just wouldn't care. (laughs) It's not... It's not that big of a deal. And you know what? This is what I'm going to say. I just think that, and I've said this before, and I will continue to say this. I think Cheryl is being very hypocritical because she, the same way she was writing for Gerald, like, ah, you call my man this and my man, my man, my man. Tylan was essentially doing the same thing. She was doing the same thing because she did not like how Gerald, who is her best friend of over 10 years, did not have her man's back. Yeah, and honestly, I would have the same energy. If like, if you're my best friend and you're hanging out with my boyfriend, and there's a situation, there's an altercation where you don't really have your back, I would be offended because I would do the same for your significant other. And if you're not doing the same for my significant other, and it's not like it's a man who just came into my life, 
I would feel a way too. And I just feel like they keep on shitting on Thailand for no reason or just being like, oh, she needs to be held accountable. Gerald needs to be held accountable too. He mm-hmm. he did not once ever feel bad about it. He did not, like, we see on the way down, but like, from what we've seen, it didn't seem like he was that, he felt that sorry about what he did or what happened about mm-hmm. the situation or about their friendship. It was more of just, I'm just waiting on Ty to give me an apology. I'm waiting on Ty to give me an apology. And it's like, if you're going to ride for your man that hard, you can't be mad for her doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, ironically speaking for your man, like, that's honestly all I saw Cheryl doing in this yeah. moment. And I've said that before. I just saw that, like, Cheryl was continuing to ride for her man. And I, didn't I think do she does. For her. <clears throat> I think in her confessional, though, she did have a point that Rob just liked to start shit. And no, it's clear she, that he is very attracted that. to the drama. No, it's he very loves clear drama. that he's attracted to the drama. So that was the only thing I agree with Cheryl with. But, yeah. like, it was just, I'm glad that kind of someone was just kind of like, I wouldn't really care. This wasn't that exactly. big. I think it's- she's caring about it because, like, as we've been saying, you know, she's getting closer with Thailand, but it's like, oh, mm-hmm. damn, like, I can't be too close to Thailand because how am I close with you? But you still have an issue with my man who's supposed to be your best friend. And But the thing is, if my man's supposed to be your best friend and Thailand thinks there's, there's no issue, but it's like, I guess the word of mouth in this friend group because it, it's all, what is that that game? Telephone? Yeah. Used to play? <laughs> and so it's gonna get back to Thailand, and I feel like she knew this because Thailand didn't know that Gerald was waiting on this apology until like people had to come back and tell her. Whereas if you're my best friend of over a year, as I said earlier, hit me up and be like, "Yo, you still have me fucked up," or like if we're at a group event or something, pull me to the side or something like exactly. And be if like, you hey, really like, care what's about going on? It. Yeah, and it's also like if you were that mad at her, why did you go to New York? Had a good time, a house party, creative. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just tired of every... And even when Rob was like, I think that you guys are are scared of Ty. Like, acting like she is this, like, big bad wolf. Like, everybody in the group has shit that they have to work on. I just... Why put it on her? Like, Rob was literally reaching. I was like, you just got here. Sit down. (laughs) 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 Exactly. And also, I guess briefly, um, because Cheryl asked about like Brie and Ty situation and Ty calling Brie like emotionally manipulative and I said this before but I just think that the anger was misplaced mm-hmm. towards okay. Brie when it yeah yeah I think even they said they said this in the scene that like Becky and Miami said this that like it just felt like she was just like hyped up in the moment because that didn't have to do with that and it's ironic that they said this in this episode because we had said in our previous episode when we had first seen that, like we knew that that moment of Thailand was really her, like had had enough of everybody being like Thailand, 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 like jumping on her and being like, and I think that was just her blow up moment of like, damn, like I'm trying, I can't say nothing or make one move without having to give somebody an apology nowadays. But let's get into Mexico, Baja Mexico. <laughs> okay, bilingual king. You know me. Hola, como estas y tú? Please. <laughs> <laughs> me llamo Jerry. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. Callate. <laughs> <laughs> but... Oh, my goodness. I want to talk about the house first. I want to yeah, say it, I love a good house. It's so beautiful. It. Beautiful. Giving. But you know what I really want to talk about? 
Mm, that room situation. The room situation. The room situation. Nice. They played the fuck out of my bitch yet again. Again, again. Uh, so context, you know, the girls, everybody arrives to Mexico for their trip. And they're just going one by one, like, this room is this, um, this person's room. They get to Becky Miami's room. Tell me why they open the door and they gave them a bunk bed. Bunk bed. A bunk bed. Like their kids like- camping or something. I was just like, damn, like, they really had Miami fucked up again because in New York. In New York. And low-key, they had Becky fucked up, too, because Becky yeah. didn't have her own room in New York. And neither did Miami. And That's so, true. And it's like, damn, neither one of them get to have their own room yet again. And it's why? Because they are the ones without boyfriends or something? Like, it gave that there was enough space because, like, what we see... It's not in this episode. I will jump a little bit, but what was ironic is that like Marcus was the one that offered his room to yeah. Miami because so I was like, so wait, y'all have niggas out here with single rooms? When the exactly room, like, to me, the immediate girls should have been the first ones to be like, we need to have this rooms now. If it wasn't done by um, Amanda, the room assignments because. It could have been, and not to put their tea out there, it could have been production. And it could have been production's way of stirring the pot a little bit. That's true. And it could have been them being like, LOL, this going to give us some content. Yeah, the hoes going to love this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like, honestly, that's, I didn't even think about that. That's really smart. Honestly, that could have been it. Because also it was like, I don't know, were people aware, I'm going to jump ahead, but it's okay, were people aware that Kyle came on the trip for Becky? Mm-hmm. Like, Becky invited Kyle, so were they not aware that she was going to have a man over? They were, and where were they going to sleep? In the blo- in the bunk bed above Miami? Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine? That would be so ghetto. Like, that's giving, that's not even college. I don't know what that'd be giving. I don't know what that is. But, but I was like, they I, really have my sis messed up. yeah. Totally. And what I do have to say is Miami has the absolute best punchlines of not just this episode, but let's just give it to her this season. Because her saying after this, because PJ like kind of suggested (laughs) what she should do. And she was like, first of like, you could tell, like she do not fuck with PJ because of like the Becky situation, everything in the way Becky would kept coming for her and stuff. She was like, I'm leaving this nigga out of it. Like, I don't, I want to talk to him. And she was like, why the fuck would I want advice from him and she says you better call becky with the good bunk i <laughs> screamed i screamed because I, I was like pj shut up like now you want to get involved <laughs> like, i don't know where it was from a genuine place i'm not gonna i'm not gonna come for him too much because it was yeah. from a genuine place he was being nice yeah no no yeah but Wait. it was like <laughs> You can't. But it's be, like now. In this moment, not between like when it comes to Becky and Miami, like it was like uh-uh. exactly. It was just like <laughs> let's context clues, context clues. Let's read the room. Mm-hmm. Like not too much on him, but come on. That was just crazy, my poor sis. But justice, thankfully, was served. But justice wasn't served until this all white dinner, which is our next scene and final scene of this episode. Yes, and they were giving yeah. the girls. I, yes, were... I was everyone looked very good. So good, so good. Except, except there were two people that I just have to come for a little bit, just Ooh. a little bit. Um, Marcus, the suit was blue, and it yeah, was it wasn't the scene. What happened? And then also, uh, who's wearing the suit in Mexico? wearing a suit it's hot oh suit i said hold on my brother (laughs) 
But then also, okay, I love her. I love her. This is my good sis. And she dresses down. I love every outfit that she usually has on. Uh oh, who is but it? It's Brie. And it's because her dress was yellow instead of white. No, it was white. No, it was not. It wasn't? I loved her it outfit. It was a bit cream, kind of yellowish, though. It was not white. Oh. But that's okay. <laughs> it was close. And it's, I'm not coming for the dress. I'm coming for the color of the dress. And that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't even God. notice that color. I, I was like, it's white. But my favorite dress, I think, was Candace's. Oh, uh, yeah. I also really liked Ty's look, and I liked Becky's look. Becky looked really good. She looked really good. She, she ate down. Really and I saw PJ good. looking. I saw PJ looking. Because she looked fine as fuck. Uh, being a nigga is hard when you want to give looks sometimes. Like, there's only so much you can do with, like, a look sometimes. I mm-hmm. love women's clothing for that reason, that there's so many different variations and ways that you can, like, accent your body and clothes. And I love that. So, good for them. And I just loved in the scene that honestly everyone was vibing. It seemed like everything was going well until dun dun dun. dun Rob with two bees. bees. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just won't give it up. He, he won't give not. it up. He will not. And so to give a little bit of context, um, after everyone arrives in Mexico and they settle in their houses, they are to go to this all-white dinner. So that they can just have, you know, a cute little kiki together. And Gerald is kind of saying, like, honestly, I was a bit awkward coming here because, you know, we haven't been all together since the Butter by Brie launch party, which T, he said the Butter by Brie event. And Brie corrected him that it was a launch party. And I just think that gives into T and what we were saying before, that this was not the official launch party, but kind of a redo. They just Um, made it. Like, if you're not keeping up with the girls, you wouldn't have known. But we keep you wouldn't up. Have known. So we are... we been knew that she had the event. Yeah, so we knew that the launch party had already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. And yeah. this was Joe being like, hey, like, it is a bit awkward, but I'm glad we all could kind of come together in this moment. And as soon as they toasted, why then does gerald continue to be like damn it's different to be here without cheryl and rob goes oh so you're mr sociopath when i tell you my mouth dropped because and not because i think that it was a bad like insult but because of the fact that i know it's so sensitive to gerald and this friend group that i was like oh this nigga is bold and when gerald said i'm not gerald just had this stern Mean I thought he was going to beat him up. You know, you know what Demi Lovato was like, all I could think was, I'm about to beat this bitch up. Yeah. I thought- <laughs> I thought he was going to come across the table and beat him up. I thought he was about to access him. No, because you could tell. Gerald was looking at me. I don't mean to sound problematic, but he was looking a little fine in this moment. I thought that that was one moment where I was like, oh, wait, Gerald looked kind of good. But um, <laughs> I knew. But um, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I would be, if I, like, just watching this the stare down that happened between Gerald and Rob after, and I don't know if this was just editing, but it looked like Rob actually was a bit shaken in his boots <laughs> by the way that Gerald was looking at him because Gerald was sitting right across the table from Rob, and he was like, "It's okay, we'll address this later." And I, to me, that would have made my heart drop. <laughs> like 
I would have like, seen oh, black. Shit. I would have been like, oh shit. Like, like, that's, yo, you, and half of the I table didn't up. even hear it. Half of the table didn't even half hear it. Half the table didn't even hear it. Which is crazy to me. Yes. I was like, wow, wow, wow. And then it's the crazy part that Rob didn't stop there because he decides to call out Amanda about the rooms. And ironically, like, okay, I don't mean to be for Rob's side, but nobody was going to hold Amanda accountable. We know this. Yeah, that's true. Because they didn't hold her accountable in New York. No. And we kind of said this before. And so I will commend Rob for being Miami's best friend and being like, LOL. So you didn't say anything in New York. And now here again, you're over here saying you're so sorry. But you're not willing to give up your room, are you? So that's not to me. That wasn't too pressy. That was honestly being like a bit like I'm going to stand up for her. It was a sociopath comment that already like kind of was taking him down that hill. But if he would have just did that without the sociopath comment, I think I would have been a little more like I see what he's doing here. Exactly. And even like when you bring up about the room situation, when Amanda, first of all, her apology didn't seem that genuine for me. It didn't really seem that genuine. And for then me neither. She, for me either. And she was like, um, she said something about, oh, like, if I, w- if I could, I would give you my room. Rob with one B, Rob with one B, Amanda's man. He kind of looked at her like, you know, you maybe you should do you that. Yeah, and she was like, but totally no. Because then when um, Rob was like, okay, well, oh, no, Miami was like, okay, well, then give me your room. And then Rob, it cuts to Rob. And Rob was like, he was making a head like, okay, you can have it. Yeah. And then Amanda was like, I'm sorry, no, no. And she just and ate. Like, and I was like, oh, that was I was like, sassy. damn, girl. Yeah, that was sassy. I was like, oh, like. Yeah. It was kind of just like, whoa. But then Tylen was about to address him. But then this is what got me mad. For Jalen to check her and be like, I ain't going to hold you, baby, but he not really talking to you. I'd be a little upset with my man because, like, don't embarrass me trying to shut me up like that. Like, that was yeah. a little rude, I thought. But I'm glad it didn't turn into a blow up because my toxic ass probably would have blew it up in that situation. But she kind of held her own and she was like, don't do that to me. Like, you're not about to cut me off. And I'm glad she didn't exactly. do that. She was like, you're not about to cut me off because I can still talk in this moment. And she could. Like, it kind of was, like, giving out to the moment. And she just kind of wanted to be like, yo, like, I feel like you're coming a little crazy at this table. Like, Jalen just kind of had to let... Thailand speak I I don't want to say I see where Jalen was coming from but it gives like if you really had a problem talk to me later like yeah hey babe I just want to feel like like I don't mean to call you out but like maybe that wasn't your moment and you had just talked about you chiming into other people's business but I feel like you chiming into other people's business in that moment but you be like baby he's not really talking to you like that's gonna actually piss me off because you just shut me up in front of a table full of people like that's just a bit, and not just people, but like our friends. Like it gives, like, oh, oh, he checked you. Exactly, and also, I feel like my personal opinion, my perspective. I feel like the reason he said that was kind of selfish reasons in a way, because because last time when Ty said something, he blamed her for him getting into the fight with PJ. Like, oh, you were doing X, Y, and Z, so I shot first. I asked questions later, and I feel like. He was saying that so he wouldn't get into a problem. But it was like, this has nothing to do with you. This is just Ty talking. Mm-hmm. And she That's actually did point. have a good point. I think yeah. the way that she shut it down and that she shut Ty, um, I mean, not Ty, the way that she shut Rob with two Bs down was honestly pretty iconic. 
be just mm-hmm. be it was just not even iconic. it was just real like she kind of just was like yo like we're having a good time and like brie and also becky shut him down or just like you're going a little hard when yeah we're all having a good moment and why are you trying so hard to kind of disrupt that and i understand miami being like hey, hey like don't come for him too much but he definitely was being rough and as like if that was my friend like just because i don't like being put in that like i have to, like friends that are like that for me like Trevana Toomey would definitely be our cousin if like when I told her certain things and she's a keep that same energy like when she's around certain people and then she'll be like mm. but I have to but it's one of those things like she's not gonna talk out of her place because yeah. she knows that, that would make me feel awkward and put me in an awkward situation and it's like I think there was a bit contradicting to Thailand being like I think we like treated you and showing you the most like respect since the like um paul springs situation mm-hmm. which is like kind of true but like also halfway they have been kind of fucking her over because like just take it back to new york like Miami yeah. was the whole reason they had that beautiful house and other than miami having absolutely first dibs even if you ask me over thailand because if i booked the house i booked the house <laughs> exactly it's like she dealt with it then she's dealing with it now and if miami's not gonna talk up for her well shit i'm gonna talk up for her and yeah, so, like that, and she didn't. She said, and Ty didn't say anything kinda, to Amanda about it. No, and and as we said, Thailand wasn't going to say anything to Amanda. And on it, like, and I get it. I get it because, like, say say it was like cousin who's like my sister to me, and like cousin has a single room, and then I don't want, and I'm going to go to cousin, and then be like, because I need you to give up your room. And if she say no, I probably wouldn't fight her on it because that's my yeah. sis. Like, yeah, the, unfortunately, that's my sis. So Thailand was not gonna fight Amanda on that because that's sis. That's a sister. Yeah, it's like at least I and, you know, she, yeah. and people are being like, do you think it's because she's closer? Absolutely. I've known yeah. her for over 20 plus years. She's gonna have that over y'all, unfortunately, because that loyalty is there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that's that's all I had to say on that moment because it continues into the next episode, but we're not gonna give too much away this time. Exactly, we can't. But yeah, things get even a little bit more heated. The Mexico trip, just in general, like these episodes we're giving. I love when they go on trips. That's when you get the best content. That's when you get the Absolutely. best drama. Absolutely. Because you have these people like forced to spend like 24 hours with each other. And I love mm-hmm. it. I love it, love it, love it. But yeah, that's that's it for me. Also, that's it for me too. So thank you all for listening to episode seven of the Sweet Tea Podcast. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to all of our listeners. Everyone continuously tuning in episode after episode. Thank you all. We have been loving the feedback. We are so happy that you are listening. Hopefully you continue watching and talking about it with us. Like we love that. And stay tuned until these next couple episodes because it just keeps going up. We thought that the Butter by Brie event was like the hype, but I'm glad that we have some real spicy tea to continue unpacking during these next couple episodes. So yep. stay tuned, y'all. We will talk to you later. Thanks for listening okay. to the Sweet Tea Podcast. Bye. Bye.